Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, folks. Lord bless you this great day. I want to talk about something that is very important in our lives, and that's fixing our lives on Jesus, of course. And I've titled my message, The Correct Fixation. And the word fixation means having an obsessive interest in someone or something. In this case, we're talking about Jesus Christ. Having an obsessive interest in Jesus Christ, believing in him, trusting in him, serving in him. Our Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for the day. Thank you for all you provide for us every day, how you watch over us, how you lead us. Lord, help us to be fixed on you every single day of our lives. Lord, walk with us. Give us strength and power and lead us as we go through this day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, the importance of having a correct fixation is certainly vitally important because we want to be fixated on the Lord Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, in this world, we find uh, people that in their minds are fixed on everything but Jesus. In this world, every day, we have a lot of things to think about, don't we? Yeah, you have a lot of things to think about. When you're younger, you think about, well, when I graduate from high school, what am I going to do? Am I going to start college? Am I going to find a job? I mean, I remember those days. I remember thinking, you know, what am I going to do? I enjoyed I was working, driving a school bus and and uh, working at a gas station. I was having a good time and, and you know, kind of helping with the youth group and all sorts of things going on at one time. And I, th- man, I was so scattered. But I ended up, I ended up deciding to go to college because that's what you're supposed to do. And I did horrible the first term because my mind wasn't there. I spent more time socializing than I did studying. And so then I took six months off, which was a very smart thing at that time for me to do to get things going the right direction. But in our lives, our minds are headed towards life. We think about life all the time, you know. Then I decided I wanted to be a school teacher because my brother Dan was a school teacher. Everybody else was preachers, and I was a school teacher. I wanted to be a school teacher like my brother since my parents and brothers, other brothers were pastors. But you know what? The great news is finally I started praying and sincerely asking God what he wanted me to do. As much as I fought it, he led me into ministry. And the only reason I fought it was I just didn't want to be like everybody else in my family. And, you know, I'd struggle. I wasn't certainly wasn't the perfect person, certainly made my fair share of errors in life. But you know what? I God led me. He provided for me. Then you start thinking about a spouse. Lord, I need a spouse. I was getting age 21, 22, 23, no spouse, 24, 25, 26. Finally, I had my wife. I met Denise. And you know what? We got married, and I was 26 and a half years old. And thank the Lord he knew what he was doing, giving me a lady that was organized and had her life together, and it could help me in ministry. It was awesome. But sometimes we get our minds so fixed on what's best for us that we don't fix them on what is important is this, is seeking God's will and direction, because God knows what's best. It's time to fix our eyes on the unseen. In fact, the Apostle Paul when he got going in life, when he finally got his eyes on Jesus, you know, 2 Corinthians 4.18, he says to the church of Corinth, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. 
Yes, what is unseen is eternal. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is eternal. And we believe in him. We put our faith in him. We believe the story. We believe the word of God. Once in a while, I pull out some things from the past, and I look at things, uh, just happen to look at things. My daughter has some books in her room, her old room. She doesn't live with us anymore. Of course, she's married. But uh, she had this book by Akiana, the the girl who was a child uh, a, a prodigy, and she wrote these masterpiece, uh, painted these masterpiece pictures that she says that she got visions from God. And when she was eight years old, she drew this picture of Jesus. It was so remarkable. If you haven't seen it, which I think most of you probably have, just go on Akiana, A-K-I-A-N-A, um, and look at her pictures. They're remarkable. But as I read more about her story and I listened to her interviews, I know one thing. She had her mind already set on the things of God. Now, we don't know if this picture of Jesus, you know, we, we know that was from her mind and from her visions, and then she she found a model she thought looked just like that picture and, and drew the picture. But we remember the story, Heaven is for Real, that little boy, when he he's they kept showing him pictures of Jesus, he said, no, that's not him, no, that's not him, Till one day he saw the picture that Akiana drew, and she, he said, that's him, that's Jesus. Well, you know, it's just a story, and it doesn't matter what Jesus looks like, but what matters is we believe in him and that we love him. My son, when he was three years old before he passed away, was laying in bed with me one night, and he just woke me up out of the wild blue. My wife was out of town and said, Daddy, how tall is Jesus? And I said, Luke, I don't know. Why don't you ask him? And so I went back to sleep. It wasn't, I don't know how long later, because I'd been asleep. Daddy, what, son? Jesus told me how tall he is. I said, well, Luke, what did Jesus say? He said, Daddy, Jesus said, Luke, I'm about six foot. Man, I laid there. I contemplated what he just said. You know, he could have been 5'8", 5'9", 5'10", 11", you know, and he said about six foot. My son had no more questions about it. But I, I believe with all my heart, my son heard from Jesus. He he had a faith. He has, I got, of course, you've heard most of the stories over the years, but he had miraculous stories at four and a half and five years old that, uh, that God did in his life. Crazy things. See, our God is real. Our God is always real. I know one thing, and that's this. Jesus wants to be the main story. He wants to be the main stories of your life. He wants you to fix your life on Jesus Christ. He wants to be in constant communication with him. That's why it's so important to be still before him and know that he is God and to to bring your needs to him and allow the Spirit of God to move in your life. I love, as I tell you often, the early morning hours when I get up and I get alone with God. And so many times I get up earlier than I want to get up, but I get up and God just, I, he, he lays things on my heart. I think about things. Sometimes I just try to clear my mind and say, God, open up my heart so I can see you more clearly. Folks, we need to recognize him. Well, how do you recognize someone? The more time you spend around them, the easier it is to recognize them. When life seems, folks, when it seems depressing, recognize this. Recognize God. Recognize God because you spent time with him. And recognize his provisions. Recognize what he's done for you, what he's doing for you, what he wants to do for you. You know, have you ever just took a moment to recognize how fortunate you are to live in the United States of America? Or do we just complain about all the things we don't like and how things are changing and now we have it so bad? 
people we most likely are the most fortunate people on the planet Earth. We live in a blessed nation with the freedoms that go way beyond any other nation. Sure, we're not going to agree with some things in life, and certainly we better disagree on things that are against the very nature of God, but folks, we are a fortunate people. The healthiest emotion you can have, folks, is gratitude, to be thankful for the provisions, be thankful that we are safe, be thankful we have a roof over our head. You look at some of these other countries, they're sleeping all over the streets, they're using a restroom all over the streets, there's a mess all over the streets, and yet we live in the United States of America, that is the most amazing country in the world. We have warm place to stay. We have food. Anybody in the city wants food and gets food. We have organizations that provide food. You can go down the rescue mission and have a meal every day. See, the food the U.S. Listen to this. The food the U.S. waste could feed the entire world every year. The food we waste could feed the whole world. That's how fortunate we are. But know this, when you're fixing your eyes and your mind on the Lord, that God will provide your direction, and God will lead you in his direction, not your own. I still wanted to go my own direction in life because I, I had a plan. But folks, I'm here to tell you my plan wasn't God's plan. My plan was my plan, and it wasn't the plan God had in store. I'm so thankful that I sought after him. I'm so thankful that he showed me, so thankful that he led me. And I look at my life, and it has step after step. Sometimes we all see the little picture while God sees the big picture. Sometimes we see all the negative, and we play the poor me card all the time in life. But when we fix our eyes on Jesus Christ and trust him to lead us, we can count on him to lead us. He keeps his promises. Oh, yes, there may be some dirty mud puddles at times to go through, but you can choose to stay in those mud puddles, or you can say, Lord, wash me up. Help me to learn from the lesson on what you have made for me, what you have planned for me. It's amazing how often people blame God. God, my finances are terrible. I can't make it, and it's your fault. Most of the time, people have made their own bed, folks. Listen to Dave Ramsey. He'll tell you that story. Financial peace. They want God to take care of their every need, but yet they don't honor God. They don't honor God with their tithes. They don't honor God with their time, with their faithfulness. But God should shower us with blessings. Folks, honor God and he will honor you, as I say often from Samuel. Honestly, I really believe that's one reason why we struggle in our lives is because we just, plain and simply, don't honor God and we live recklessly. Folks, it is time to give our lives totally to Christ. That has It happens much less in life living recklessly when you fix your eyes on Jesus Christ because you want to honor him. Have you ever looked through a clouded glass? It's hard to see anything, and it's exactly what we see, clouds and haze. And we have a hard time following a clear path. My wife doesn't like it when our car front window, it gets that film on it, I think, from the uh, vinyl, you know, and it, it's hard to see, and she gets frustrated that so th- we can't see, so she cleans it off with some kind of cleaner, and but then it comes back again. He wants us to seek his direction. We don't want that cloud in life. We want Jesus Christ to be in the throne of our lives. He wants us to make the right choice, and that choice is him. And folks, he wants you to make a right choice today. Are you following him with everything you have? 
I certainly hope so. May God bless you. Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.